Hey guys, my name is Nora Franch and welcome to the podcast, Grateful Blessed Mess, daily reflections for those in the 12 steps. I am a fellow 12-stepper and certified mindset coach, and I am here to introduce you to the value of mindset coaching in your 12-step journey. So if you feel like you are stuck in the steps, if you're slipping and sliding with your abstinence, mindset coaching may help you as it did me, and you can find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. These episodes are meant to invite you in to consider the truths of 12-step wisdom and to join in the very real struggle of living them in action. I hope that it feels almost like a mini meeting, and I invite you to contribute your own share on the Grateful Blessedness Facebook group to keep the discussion going. My comments are based on my own experience, so feel free to take what you like and leave the rest. But my hope is to encourage you on your own daily 12-step journey. As they say, you cannot stay clean on yesterday's shower. So without further ado, let's begin. Oh, guys, the topic of today. I don't think we've read this one, and I'm just so excited because maybe we have. But as always, it's going to be totally different. So (laughs) here we go. I connect with this one. We are reading from Daily Reflections, April 13th, page 112, The False Comfort of Self-Pity. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Okay. This is clearly a character defect of mine. Self-pity is one of the most unhappy and consuming defects that we know. It is a bar to all spiritual progress and can cut off all effective communication with our fellows because of its inordinate demands for attention and sympathy. It is a maudlin form of martyrdom, which we can ill afford. That is from As Bill Sees It, page 238. The false comfort of self-pity screens me from reality only momentarily and then demands like a drug that I take an ever bigger dose. If I succumb to this, it could lead to a relapse into drinking. What can I do? One certain antidote is to turn my attention, however slightly at first, toward others who are genuinely less fortunate than I, preferably other alcoholics. In the same degree that I actively demonstrate my empathy with them, I will lessen my own exaggerated suffering." That reminds me of the C.S. Lewis quote about humility. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. Um, There's freedom in that. And there's, I think that is the antidote to this self-pity. I guess, you know, it's a form of of vanity, of of pride in a way. And so it makes sense that humility would be the antidote, the cure that kind of takes you out of it. Because it's very, very, there's like a magnetic force that, just sucks you in once you like start to engage in self-pity personally speaking here it is one of the most unhappy and consuming defects that we know and that makes me think about um the one of the uh seven deadly sins of envy which i've come to understand a lot better recently and i bring it up this might make you want to snooze but this lights me on fire so we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about one of the seven deadly sins and envy is talked about as um or it's defined as sorrow not sorrow sorrow for another's good um which just sounds terrible, doesn't it? But the unique thing about envy, and it's different from like all the other deadly sins, is that there, there's no reward. <laughs> there's no reward. Like with gluttony, at least you get the satisfaction of eating that thing. Or lust, you get the satisfaction of sexual pleasure. Or with 
you know, pride and vanity, you just feel better about yourself, even if it's not true. And I'm missing some wrath. You, you, you get to lash out and have that, you know, release of pent up energy or, you know, the seemingly justified explosion, something like that. And, um, sloth, it, it, it might have its own negativity, but sloth gives you an excuse not to do the hard work of growing in your spiritual life. Right. Um, so in a way it's like, no, it lets you off the hook, but envy having sorrow over, I'd say another's good or a good that you don't have. So I think for a long time, I didn't realize how commonplace envy was in my life because I didn't see it as I I wasn't identifying with like, well, I'm not, I'm not like seeing what they have and getting mad at them. Um, And that's because that's not what envy is. (laughs) That's jealousy. That's like, I want what you have. How dare you? Envy is when, and, and this is how I recognized it. I was hanging out with a group of friends who I love dearly, but, um, there isn't a full integration of like my own family's life into theirs. And they all have this integration that is beautiful. And um, it makes me sad to be around them sometimes because my own family isn't as much a part of the group because they don't want to (laughs) be, my family doesn't want to be. And, um, and it just makes me so sad that sometimes it's hard for me to even be around them because I see the joy and the camaraderie and the, the community that they have, and I just get sad, and then I don't really want to hang around them as much, even though I love them, because I kind of feel rotten afterwards. And and I just thought that was a sad thing. Like, yeah, that's really hard. Gosh, that must be so hard. Um, like, I'm so sorry, like, me talking to myself. <laughs> you know, how unfair. And then, and just the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, that is not a good sorrow. That's not a holy sorrow that makes me turn to God and to self-donation. That is a sorrow that makes me turn in on myself. Even though it's, I'm desiring a good thing, I'm desiring friendship and community and like integration of my life. Those are good things. But if it brings me to a point where I'm sad to the point where I isolate and remove myself and don't even engage as much when I'm with them because like my feelings are just hurting, like they're throbbing. That's envy. That's envy. And I have to, I have to keep working on, because even if I, as I say it, I'm like, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not mad at them for what they have. And because that's not what envy is. It's, where you see something good and I am happy for them, but I am a messed up person. (laughs) Like I'm glad they have that. Um, But this is where I get to turn over a character defect. Like, Lord, I am powerless over the sadness that starts to wash over me as I'm with this beautiful group of people. I'm powerless over it and I have to give it to you. And so I I believe that you can restore me to sanity in this area because I don't think it's sanity to then stop being friends with a good group of people because you can't handle the sadness of your friendship not being as wonderful as you want it to be. That doesn't make sense. That sounds like insanity. So I need God. I need my higher power. And then 
I can make a decision to turn my will in my life over to the care of God as I understand him. And, you know, you do need to, like, take care of yourself so I can pray, like, in a moment of indecision, like, ah, should I go to this thing or should I not? I'm feeling very emotionally fragile. Lord, increase in me the desire to do your will. Help me to remove any agenda and any, any unholy desire I have in, in this communion of friendships and help me to know what you want me to do here because I don't want to be walking away from you and turning in on myself. I made that decision when I walked into the rooms of the 12 steps because step three, steps one through three, it's, it's a dance that we get to live and relive all throughout the day. So I first had to learn how to do it with my substance of choice, and now I get to do it with my life and with every single character defect that I see coming up. And so I get to turn that over again and again and again. And and that's how we that's how we that's how I have learned to get through my character defects both with 12 steps and with coaching and my catholic faith. And I got to tell you it's effective. And it's very cool. And I invite you to try it out. And so if you are someone who is struggling with the false comfort of self-pity which I believe is underneath the umbrella of envy because it comes from comparison and it's a comparison that makes us sad. And so we there's a slogan in the 12 steps to compare is to despair. And that despair, it's a form of self-pity. This is all connected. So envy, self-pity, comparison. I am not living as a full happy human. <laughs> that is not what my higher power wants me to be. So I know that that is not good. But I do know there are goods in there, like desires that I have in there that are good. And so I just ask my holy, my higher power to refine them and to help me just continue to walk toward him. Even though I don't understand the pain, I wish I was more emotionally mature that it wasn't there. But it's there. And so that's my gift to you today, my higher power. Please transform it <laughs> into something good, you know, just like lightning bolt that sucker and like, let's move on with life. But for now, I can also say thank you for drawing my attention to it. Thank you, because it's another reason that I get to turn to you and anything that makes me turn to you and lean on you more is a grace. With that, I pass. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you feel that mindset coaching could help you on your 12-step journey, please feel free to reach out and find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. This is not a replacement for 12-step work. This is something outside of the 12 steps. It is simply something that has a heart for the 12 steps and those who are in it. And so welcome. If you are here, chances are you may also be a bit of a mess. And I hope that you can learn to find some gratitude in the blessings that have come from your messes.